Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. Everybody, how's it going? This is Brazuca Sounds number 18. If you like, send me a message on Instagram. I'm there as Brazuca Sounds. This episode is going to be about Brazilian music from the northeast of the country. You probably mostly know the northeast because of Bahia. Mostly exported music from Brazil comes from Bahia, fairly enough. Caetano Veloso, Gilberto Gil, Gal Costa, João Gilberto, Tom Zan, so many others. But the northeast in the country is a very big region. Many of the artists, they come from the deepest parts, the desert area in the northeast. And that is I will show you today. So get on board, sit tight, let's go. Não quero lhe falar, meu grande amor. Das coisas que aprendi nos discos Quero lhe contar como eu vivi E tudo que aconteceu comigo Viver é melhor que sonhar E eu sei que o amor é uma coisa boa Mas também sei que qualquer canto é menor do que a vida de qualquer pessoa So I'm going to start Brazuca Sounds today, one of the most famous Brazilian albums of all time by Belchior, the album Alucinação from 1976. Belchior comes from Ceará, one of the biggest northeast states in Brazil. Although Belchior, when he was around 21 years old, he moved to Rio de Janeiro. And in 1972, Elisa Regina recorded one of his songs, Mucuripi. And not only that, three years after, uh, in 75, in her live album, Falso Brilhante, Elisa Regina recorded more, two more of Belchior's songs, Velha Roupa Colorida e Como Nossos Pais. He will release his own version in his, like I said, magnum opus album, Alucinação. This song in the background, for instance, is his own version of Como Nosso Spice. It's a record pretty much about discontentment, about youth alienation, very long lyrics, almost no chorus, very Bob Dylan-ish and some aspects of musical structure, despite the fact physically uh, Belchior resembles more like a Frank Zappa, like uh, the Belchior moustache is an iconic thing in Brazil. Other of my favorite songs on the album is the self-titled track called Alucinação. Eu não estou interessado em nenhuma teoria Em nenhuma fantasia, nem no algo mais Nem tinta pro meu rosto, oba, oba. 
So you can see there's a very full vibe, it's very centered on the lyrics, and also, of course, Belchior has a very trademark voice, kind of nasal voice, just like Bob Dylan, as I said earlier. And if you are into Brazilian culture, you can also notice like his very thick northeast accent from the state of Ceará. This, this album, Alucinação, is like a phenomenon in sales in the country, which later, in the second half of 1976, Belchior was invited to switch record labels. He was invited to be one of the founding artists of Warner Music, which, which was just setting up shop in Brazil at the time. He ended up recording two more albums in the 70s, Coração Selvagem, in todos os sentidos. But in my particular opinion, they are not as good as Alucinação, probably one of those most famous Brazilian albums that were not ever exported. There are not many foreigners that know about this uh, Alucinação album. Belchior's success eventually faded away in the 80s until he was like kind of rediscovered recently by the youth which is kind of ironic, right? The sentiment of dissatisfaction these days is with the boomer generation. Uh, although Belchior experienced, at the time, his dissatisfaction with his previous generation, the traditionalists, so him being a boomer himself, so I guess this feelings of being left behind by your older generation is always something that comes and goes. But yeah, Belchior record really opened the door to those kind of sentiments, songs such as Sujeito de Sorte, where he sings I can consider myself a lucky man because, despite of being still very young, I'm, I feel sane, safe, and strong. Presentemente eu posso me considerar um sujeito de sorte, porque apesar de muito moço, me sinto são e salve forte. E tenho comigo pensado, Deus é brasileiro e anda do meu lado, e assim já não posso sofrer no ano passado. And here he also goes by saying, I struggle and cry like a dog. Last year I had died, but this year I won't. Ano passado eu morri, mas esse ano não morro. Probably one of those most beautiful verses in Brazilian music from the 1970s. Like I said, this particular song was rediscovered recently and made as a sample in the album by Brazilian rapper Emicida, the most famous Brazilian rapper these days. So the song kind of got a new life. You can find t-shirts in the country with that sentence. And talking about that, Belchior passed away a couple years ago, so he in fact did die. And But one artist who did not die is still alive from the same generation from state as Belchior. We're going to talk now about Fagner. Não sei a cor do perdão Nem o peso da pedra Do sacrifício Só sei que quando estou só Sinto na pele Que meu abrigo pode ser o precipício Não sei quem chora por mim 
Quem inocentemente me condena Fagner, unlike Belchior, which kind of came from a big city in Ceará, Fagner came from Oroz, the very deep rural Brazil, very far away from the ocean, like wilderness, really. But just like Belchior, he was already famous in his own stage. When at 22, he decided to move to Rio de Janeiro, where Elisa Regina again recorded the song Mucuripi. Yeah, it is the same song as Belchior, as I mentioned before. It was a partnership between Belchior and Fagner. That became like the very first Fagner success as a songwriter and also as a singer. He released his first solo album in 1973. It's kind of a failure in, in, in sales. His very big break came some couple years later with his third album called Raimundo Fagner, which is his entire name, by the CBS label, sold more than 40,000 copies in just the first week. And this song on the background is from that album, the song Corve de Aço. But my favorite record of Fagner, probably the only record that I really dig on it, is his fourth album from 1977. It's called Oros, which is the name of his hometown. was arranged and musically directed by Hermeto Pascual. Hermeto Pascual himself is from the northeast, but from a different state, the state of Alagoas. There are so many beautiful beaches in Alagoas that you should definitely look it up on Google. Hermeto Pascual also plays piano and percussion in this, this, this record. The guitar player in this Fagner record is Robertinho do Recife. The album is like MPB folk, a little bit experimental avant-garde for what Brazilian folk music was doing at the time. It's very different from the Belchior record, for instance, which was more like a traditional folk. Fagner was really experimenting different territories. But after this record, he also put out two more records in the 70s on the CBS label. 
which in my opinion they are not as good and after this Wagner started increasingly recording more romantic ballads through the 80s songs made for soap operas this kind of thing to a point of even putting out albums in spanish uh, when a fancy record label executive decide you can reach the south american audience is because normally you're just cheesy enough to do it and Wagner in the 80s and up to this date is definitely very cheesy by the way he's a bolsonaro supporter as well but if you're looking for a different type of Brazilian folk music in the 70s, not related to the people from Bahia. 1977 album Oros is a very good place to start. Esquecido na terra dos homens de luzes coloridas. Enquanto a Now we're going to a different state, the state of Pernambuco, which is after Bahia is the largest state in the northeast region by population. This is Alceu Valença, which is an institution in Brazilian music, a legend, really. He comes from the edge of a region of the Agreste with the Sertão. Agreste is a part of the northeast, which is very dry, arid, with a lot of rivers. Sertão is almost like the desert in Brazil, extremely hot. Many places there is no running water, so it's a very poor part of Brazil, really, this pro probably the poorest, that region where Alcivalença comes from. He moved to the capital of Pernambuco, Recife, uh, when he was 10, and then afterwards to Rio de Janeiro. In 1972, he put out his first album as a duo with Geraldo Azevedo, which to me is a masterpiece of Brazilian folk music. This song on the background, Novena, is absolutely astonishing. This is probably the best Brazilian hidden album of all time, considering how high profile are the artists involved. The album was also arranged by Rogério Duprat, known by the Tropicalia movement. Although the voice on this particular song that I'm playing in the background is not Alceu Valença, it's Geraldo Azevedo, they will get separated to record uh, solo records. And the first Alceu Valença solo is also very good from 1974, It's called Molhado de Suor. Morena, 
So all songs in this debut album of El Silva Lanza were written by himself. He was an all-around musician, very good guitarist and also lyricist. This record, it's all about folk, northeast folklore, psychedelic sounds all mixed together, very experimental. Especially comparing to El Silva Lanza in Snow these days in Brazil, he's a very mainstream artist. The title track, Molhado de Suor, to me is one of the most beautiful Brazilian songs. Eu gosto é de te ver bonita com aquele vestido que eu acho que era branco e que no fim do ano você tingiu de azul, você tingiu de azul, eu gosto. É de olhar teus olhos se espalhando na tarde em busca de... But like I said, Alceu Valença is not known in Brazil, especially by these two albums that I just mentioned, because in the 80s he released a lot of very big hits, mixing more electric guitar, a song such as Morena Tropicana e Anunciação, which so you can have an idea on Spotify have more than 54 million plays. It's an absolute karaoke song in Brazil. This was all like the big break for Alceu Valença, but also his curse. The record labels constantly want him to make the same music over and over again. He refused. He was boycotted by many record labels through the 90s. Start releasing records on his own independent labels, very much attached to the Northeast region sounds, very regional. But coming back a little bit to the story, his second album from 1977, Espelho Cristalino, is also a very good uh, folk regional record. And this song, the opening song, there's a very important part in this story here and I will explain to you a little later. So this song was written by Zé Ramalho, not Alceu Valença. Zé Ramalho, who used to play it in Alceu Valença band, is from Paraíba, a different state, and he is our next artist here. Estão voando 
dança louca das borboletas. This is the same song as before in his debut album. Zé Ramalho comes from Paraíba. He left Alceu Valença Band in 76 to pursue a solo career. The song is A Dança das Borboletas, like the butterfly dance. And you can notice that it's very much more experimental compared to the Alceu Valença version of the song. As borboletas estão girando. Later in the 2000s, the Brazilian heavy metal band Sepultura also recorded a version of the song, by the way. And this uh, debut album of Zé Ramalho is the authentic Brazilian folk at its best like melody-wise, lyric-wise, arrangement-wise. I could have not come up with a better album to explain what Brazilian folk is all about than this one. Zé Ramalho was just like a master guitar player. And some of his lyrics here, the way he sings also, with his like thick northeastern accent, it is just marvelous. On this record, there are many, many very popular songs. My favorite is Chão de Giz. Essa solidão espalho coisas sobre um chão de giz. Zé Ramalho will also record a very popular second record a year later. It's called A Peleja do Diabo com o Dono do Céu, something like The Devil's Fight Against the Heaven's Owner. And the popular song of that album is called Admirável Gado Novo, which means something like Brave New Cattle. A play of words, really, with the Aldous Huxley book, Brave New World. It's a very incisive criticism on Brazilian government at the time, the control of the population. So it's a song that's more relevant than ever, even 40 years later. And by the way, Despite the fact it was released in 1979, this song became very popular in, later in the 90s because it was the opening theme of probably the best Brazilian soap opera of all time, if you're into that kind of thing. Que 
e dar muito mais do que receber e ter que demonstrar sua coragem a margem do que possa parecer e ver que toda essa engrenagem já sente a ferrugem de comer is still alive, he's up and running up to this day, he's 71 years old. So on top of this artist that I showed you a little bit more deep stories about it, I'm gonna finish it off this episode with five records from that region too, that you should definitely try and look it up on the internet if you can or if you like. And one of these records, it also involves Zé Ramalho. artists from the Northeast scene in the 70s, it was more like a collective effort, despite the fact they were not from the same state per se. This album, for instance, Pae Biru, is a collective duo by Zé Ramalho, which comes from Paraíba, and Lula Cortes, who comes from Pernambuco, is an album recorded in 1975. And not only that, among the The musicians in this album is also Alceu Valença and Geraldo Azevedo. And this album is obviously a Brazilian institution, not because it's popular or anything, but as some of you may know, almost all original copies of this album were lost due to a flood in the recording studio in the 70s. So about only 300 copies ended up seeing light. An original copy of this record is today the vinyl with the highest commercial value in Brazil. It can be sold for a couple of thousand dollars. Fortunately, it was reissued recently by Mr. Bongo. And the album is all about psychedelia, jazz, regional rhythms from the Northeast. It's very strange, very experimental, almost like no other Brazilian artist was doing at the time, for sure. It was also like a double vinyl record. And each side of the album was dedicated to one of the nature's four elements, earth, air, fire, and water. Each element with a different sound. The song in the background is a song from the air side of the album. This next song here is from the fire.
so Zehamanu and Lula Cortez were very much into into this hippie kind of thing at the time. Lula Cortez, on top of being a musician, he was also like a poet, a designer, a painter. A lot of mysticism about the Sun Mountain Path, which was like a Camino built by the Indians over a thousand years ago, connecting the Pacific to the Atlantic in South America, Machu Picchu in Peru to Paraíba in Brazil. It is just a sensational record. Overall, just like this next one released by Katia de França. France, I used to play accordion in the Zehamalio band when she decided to go solo in 1979. Zehamalio himself produced her debut album called 20 Palavras ao Redor do Céu, 20 Words Around the Sun. The record also has the arrangements by Hermeto Pascual. So it's an all-around great record with way more percussion and regional rhythms compared to the other records that I was showing you before, like a brazuca sounds through and through. And it's the interesting thing about it, it's basically, it was basically out of the market for more than 40 years. It was only released again, reissued in April this year by the Brazilian record label Tres Celos. So of all these records that I'm showing you here today, I had to recommend only one, I would say this one, this record by Katia de França is just phenomenal. No raso da Catarina, o que veja nossa sina, enche pra cá, tem cabra pro hospital. Quem vai que vem? Para cá, para com paca. Quem vai que vem? Para cá, para com paca. Quem vai que vem? Para cá, para com paca. Quem vai que vem? Para cá, para com paca. From one Brazilian female artist to another, now we talk about Elba Ramalho, which comes from Paraíba, and this surname Ramalho is not a coincidence, he is the cousin of Zé Ramalho, she's also a very mainstream artist in Brazil up to this day. She was very young when she started off his career as a singer, basically. Elba Ramalho is really not a songwriter, mostly. This particular song on the background comes from the very first album by Elba Ramalho from 1979, 
ave de prata, but she's definitely one of those artists with like greatest hits. She's more known by compilations than records. Way more connected to the Northeast regions, really more based on forró e baião. A lot of acoustic guitar, triangles, accordion, songs really made for dancing in pair, having a good time, drinking some caipirinhas and some cachaças. And as I've been telling you here over and over, all these artists from the Northeast scene, they were very connected to each other. So from Amelinha, not only that, Amelinha at the time was also married to Zé Ramalho. And Amelinha's second album, there is a very Brazilian famous song, which is the name of the album, Frevo Mulher. And go figure, this song is written by Zé Ramalho. She's from the Ceará state, and from her I'm gonna show you two records, only for a good reason. This song on the background comes from her debut album, Flor da Paisagem, which was produced by Fagner, that I showed you earlier in this show. So as you can see, everybody is connected. And Fagner, the producer, as I told you earlier, he was like a household name on the CBS label. So he started bringing aboard many artists from that region of Ceará, which anyway became like a joke with the acronym CBS. They were called Cearenses Bem Sucedidos, something roughly translated as Ceará Born Successful.
this is Ednardo, as we would say in Brazil. Ednardo, he's from Ceará, same state as Fagner, Amelinha, and Belchior. In this record, there are two songs written by Belchior, which is not the case of this song in the background, which is also a very famous Brazilian song, Pavão Misterioso, The Mysterious Peacock. But the song became famous pretty much because it was the opening theme of a soap opera in Brazil in the 70s. The song has more like a psychedelic rock vibe, so it's not as regional as the other songs as I was playing here before. It has more like a Mutantes, Secos e Molhados, Raul Seixas, more rock vibes than everybody else from that region which is the northeast in brazil and that being said brazuca sounds number 18 is over also i gotta tell you there is a playlist on spotify called soundtrack brazuca sounds with all the songs that i just play here in this show See you guys next time. Take care over there. This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Mm-hmm.